0: Thank you for listening to a podcast of Rock Church. For more information on sermons and events, connect with us online at rockchurchnow.com or search Rock Church Now in the app store. All righty. I want to thank you as well. I know Pastor Joe already did that, but thank you so much for your generosity. $50,000 plus. Uh, in one month is incredible, and we need to celebrate that stuff. Really. It is incredible. Uh, You got your Bible, go to Colossians chapter 2, John chapter 15, and Romans chapter 12. All right? Colossians chapter 2, John chapter 15, Romans chapter 12, 1 Peter chapter 2 as well, all right? That's why I'm talking about wake up and get connected. This is part two of that. Uh, I remember popping into a church pretty much for the first time. It was much smaller than this. Um, I was overwhelmed. I don't know about you, but when I first walked into church, I was a little overwhelmed. Uh, I was was overwhelmed about just learning about God. I mean, for the most part, I was pretty pretty clueless about God. Uh, Learning about the Bible, that really when I first started coming to church, it didn't freak me out, but I was overwhelmed. You know, back in the 80s, and this is cutting-edge stuff, but people actually brought their Bible to church, you know? And they were big Bibles, too. This is nothing. I mean, they were like three times the size of this. They'd walk in, and, and I didn't even really have a Bible. So that, but just learning about the truths in the Bible kind of overwhelmed me a little bit. And, and obviously, learning about church, was was really overwhelming. I, I, I was a broken, mixed-up mess. Anybody else can say that they were a broken, mixed-up mess? You can't raise your hand. You're still a mess. <laughs> you just are. You're a hot mess. Um, I was clueless how to connect to people and programs. Uh, I did know how to connect to potlucks. <laughs> I, I caught on to that really quick. Uh, Just kind of show up. I'm still kind of doing that. All right. Um, Church lingo. Kind of freaked me out a little bit. Uh, Christian ease. Uh, I remember sharing a message years ago called Lost in the Lingo. Because I know what it's like to be just lost in the lingo, whether it's Christian ease or even just church lingo. I was just kind of lost. People would be sharing these phrases. I didn't know what they were talking about, you know. Um, I can't imagine uh, trying out a large church like ours you know, you're only here for the first time, second time, maybe 10th time, you might still be feeling a little overwhelmed and obviously disconnected. And that's practically why we're sharing this little mini series. This is part two and this will be our last part. But I I, I wanna try to help people, not just people that don't feel connected or they feel disconnected. I mean, that's part of it. But I also, I, I want all of us to be able to communicate to other people how to get connected at Rock Church, right? So how many know it's not just the pastor's job to do that? I said, how many know it's not just the pastor's job to do that, right? We gotta know, because people are gonna, they're gonna walk up to you in the hallway, in the parking. They're gonna see you at Myers, all right? They're gonna see you at a gas station, swearing all upset at the prices. They're gonna see you, all right? And they're gonna ask, hey, I like this church, but I don't know how to get connected, so that's kind of practically, spiritually, it's really about waking up and getting connected to Christ, getting connected to church. In um, part one, um, we got into Colossians chapter 2, verse 19, where the Apostle Paul says, they have lost connection. And where did they lose connection with? The head, Christ, from whom the whole body, which is the church, supported and held together by its ligaments and joints, grows as God causes it to grow. And remember, the, the loss of connection is written to Christians. This is a letter, an epistle written to Christians who have lost their connection with Christ. They've lost their connection with the body, the church. And Paul's addressing that. Basically, our relationship with God and with Christians is disconnected, right? And I think If Paul were walking around today or writing letters today, he might write something very similar to what he wrote in Colossians chapter chapter two. Again, God's word simplifies. He he simplifies what, what he wants us to primarily get connected to. It's really simple. From Genesis to Revelations, God simplifies what he wants his people to get connected to. And it's Christ in his church, right? It's the head and the body, it's his son and his bride. I mean, that's what God primarily wants us to connect to. And then we shared this simple diagram last week um, that communicates what Rock Church is asking people to get connected to, right? Uh, We want you to get connected to our Sunday services, to get inspired. How many of you get inspired? I'll work on that, all right. But it's to get inspired and to get challenged, right? And then we also want you to connect to a life team because that's where you'll, you'll learn how to serve Jesus and you'll serve others. That's really important. If you want to get connected, serving is huge, right? And we also want you to get connected to a life group because that's where you'll experience community and accountability and those scary words, all right? But they're necessary if you want to reach your potential in Christ. That's kind of what we, do- we dove into last week a little bit. Number one, we got in to wake up to our problem. And the problem is we're disconnected, right? Uh, We are connecting to everything except what God calls us to connect to. That's a problem. Because this phone and your friends are gonna hound you to get connected to all these other things. And I'm telling you right now, you can either be part of the problem or part of the solution, but you can't be both. And how how do I, how do you, Become part of the solution and no longer part of the problem is you get you get connected, you get connected to Jesus and you get connected to His church. Number two, we got into waking up to your potential, right? And I mentioned that you have to serve with people and be in communion with people to reach your incredible spiritual potential. Listen, people are a part of God's plan to help you reach your immeasurable. Potential I know it 's hard to believe, but the person next to you just might be part of god 's plan to help you to reach your potential. You will not reach your potential on your own it 's not going to happen, and there 's way too many Christians that are trying to reach their potential they 're not connected to Christ and they 're surely not connected to the church i didn 't say you can go to heaven if you 're not connected to the church i 'm just saying you won 't reach your immeasurable potential that you have. That's why church is so, so important. All right, that's all review. You survived the review. Number three is, is kind of unique. It's wake up to our privilege. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I didn't even say anything yet. She's like, that's good. <laughs> Wait till I get there, Sue. You want to earn your $45? Wait till I get there. I pay for amens. Not much. (laughs) All right. So listen, we got to wake up and see what a privilege it is to belong to Christ. When's the last time you just, just thought of that concept? You belong to Jesus. When's the last time you tied that into what a privilege it is that Jesus wants to have a relationship with me? We also, got, we also got to wake up and see the privilege it is to belong to Christ's church, his body, his family. How many you know you're, you're, you're not a spiritual orphan if you're a Christian? You are connected to the family of God, right? As well as the army of God. So I got my army shirt on today because I want you to connect to the army of God, right? In fact, that word connect in the original Greek um, in Colossians chapter 2. It means to join. It means to link. It means to unite, to associate, to relate, to bond. It also means to belong. And I want you to know that the scriptures are filled with words like join. The scriptures are filled with words like link, right? Right? The scriptures are filled with words with togetherness and, 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 and unity and unite. And whether you know it or not, the scriptures are filled with words like belong. And I want you to understand this, that we live in a generation that longs to belong. We long to belong. That's why we go to bars. I know not you guys, that's the second service, all right? But we long to belong and people go to the bar because they long to belong, right? That's why we go to parties, sometimes in the four and we can't find the door. How many are what I'm talking about, right? Why do we do that? Because we, we long to belong. That's why we go to church. It's okay to say that, you know? One of the reasons I come to church is I long to belong, right? That's why we play sports. You get on a team, because there's a longing inside to belong. There's other issues, but for the most part, you long to belong. Why do you think you buy a Jeep? You buy a Jeep because you long to belong, man. There's this group of people that you wanna belong to. And you're able to drive down the street when you see somebody else in a Jeep, you get to do one of these numbers, right? It's really a bummer when you're borrowing your buddy's car, you're not in a Jeep and you go like this because you forget, right? All right, they think you're flirting with them, just a thought, all right. That's why we join gangs. I was part of a gang called the Fat Max. Don't mess with me. We were the Fat Max, and if you mess with Ace, you were going to have to face the entire gang, the Fat Max. Sort of, all right? And I would even say that's why we go to the gym because we long, we long to belong. I mean, think about—I know I talk a lot about Planet Fitness, but I either go to church, home, or the gym. That's where I hang out, right? You know, and Planet Fitness—you know—they got their little slogan: "You belong," right? You belong. Now that's not evil. It's a strategy. You belong basically means you can connect here. Right? Connect with all of us out of shape people. <laughs> you fit right in. You can connect here, right? Like don't go to a gym where everyone is big, buff and beautiful. Connect here where no one judges your gut. Come on now. (laughs) Nobody's judging your gut. You belong here, where it's cheap. For 10 bucks a month, you can belong. (laughs) Cheaper than going to church, somebody say amen. (laughs) I just lost half the congregation. All right. Listen, you belong is a strategic, smart slogan that they stole from the scriptures. Kingdom kleptos, kleptomaniacs. They didn't say that very well, but they stole it from the scriptures. Listen, God wants people. He wants believers and he wants families to know that they belong, amen? I mean, Jesus said in John 15, 19, he said, this is so great. You do not belong to the world. Someone say, praise God. How about you? I'm sick of that one, right? You don't belong to the world. But I've chosen you what? Out of the world, right? Now, Jesus is not talking about physically being out of the world, waiting for his return on some island around some mountain singing kumbaya. He's not talking about that. He's talking about we are spiritually out of this world. We're out of the system of the world. The standards of this world, the beliefs, the behaviors, the philosophies of this world, we are out of it, amen? And what a privilege it is to know that you belong to Christ and to Christ's kingdom. You're out of the world, right? And the apostle Paul said, okay, in Romans 12, five, listen to this. So in Christ, we though many form one body or one church, And each member, what? Belongs to all the others. Told you, Planet Fitness just stole their slogan from the scriptures. Jesus tells us we do not belong to the world, we belong to him. And Paul tells us we belong to Christ and to Christ's church. Yet us Christians keep trying to belong to and connect to what the world values instead of what God's word values and what God's word says. I mean, something think about. It. It's so clear in scripture what God calls us to belong to because he knows this, that we all long to belong. Yet we're, we're feeling disconnected because once again, we're trying everything in the world that he's not called us to connect to. We're blaming other Christians, our mom and our dad and Pastor Steve. He gets blamed all the time, all right, for feeling disconnected. It almost feels like this. It feels like we're in a battle to belong, like a war. It really is. It's a, it's a spiritual war we're in, right? Your flesh is fighting, is in a war to connect, Your flesh says, I wanna connect to everything this world has to offer. And your spirit is like, I want to connect to everything God's word tells me to connect to. And it's an ongoing battle. So if you think it's over after this two-part series, wake up, all right? It is an, you're gonna be in this battle until Jesus blows the trumpet, amen? You're gonna be in this battle. You're gonna be, it's a war. Listen, we have a craving to connect. And if you don't feel that craving with Christ and his church, you will settle for second, third, fourth, and sixth best. I'm just saying. There's a craving to connect. There's a longing to belong. Now, I'm thinking that maybe what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8 will, will help our battle to belong. One of my favorite portions of Scripture, when I read it, I get a little, I get a little sentimental. So if you see me up here getting a little tongue-tied, it's because it just, it just moves me, this verse of Scripture, where Paul says this, they urgently, 2 Corinthians 8.4, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing this service to the Lord's what? People. I don't know what that does to you. You are saying that don't make me cry one bit, preacher. That moves me they urgently pleaded with us for the the privilege of sharing in this service to who? To the Lord's people. Listen, sharing our lives and serving the Lord's people isn't an entitlement. It's not even a requirement, I don't think. Oh, we could debate that. It's a privilege. I said, it's a privilege. I'm going to say it again. It is a privilege that God gave you to not only serve him and others, but to share your life with others. What a privilege that is. Yesterday I was privileged to eat about six or seven pieces of pizza. I mean, yesterday I was privileged when we cleaned up the grounds here at Rock Church with an incredible army. A bunch of psychos came. I got a blister. <laughs> the only place preachers get blisters is on their knees. I got one on my hand, all right? You know what I'm saying? What a privilege. You, know, you said, well, why are you do that? Why don't you just hire a giant company to clean up the grounds? Because I wanna make sure that the volunteers at Rock Church know about twice a year, it is a privilege yeah, yeah. of what Campus God gave us. It's just a privilege. I don't want to lose the humility, right? And the hunger and the passion that God has given us for this campus. So a couple times a year, we clean this place up. The other 50 weeks, we hire someone, okay? (laughs) Just being real, all right? (laughs) All right. Listen, we start winning. This is important. We start winning our inner battle to belong when we believe that sharing our lives and serving God's people is a privilege. You'll start winning that inner battle to belong, because it's there. All of a sudden you'll start getting some victories in your spirit because your attitude has changed. No longer are you entitled no longer are you screaming injustice. And the list goes on. You're like, it is a privilege. And when your attitude and your spirit knows that hanging out with God's people is a privilege, you will start winning some inner battles. Amen? How many you still love their pastor? I don't know why I say that, but I'm in a battle to belong. All right. Number four. Ah. Uh, Wake up to your purpose. Oh, baby. Philippians 2, we'll get there in a little bit. How do you see yourself? Good question, right? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Precious, priceless? I hope so. Like, oh, I see gray in my beard. (laughs) We're not talking about physically what you see. Okay feel like I'm getting a little heavy. Planet Fitness, right? (laughs) There's a place for you. You belong. What's the perspective that you have of yourself? Don't look around. Listen, you are filled with a powerful purpose. A powerful purpose. I don't care what someone said and I really don't care what someone did. You have incredible purpose in Christ. It's just incredible. It doesn't matter what you think or you feel you have immeasurable purpose in Christ. How many are with me in a little bit? Because some of you are like, I don't think I have much of a purpose. Quit thinking with your flesh And start looking at the scriptures and you will see you are filled with immeasurable, unlimited purpose. It's unlimited. You listen to the world, they're not going to tell you that. If you listen to the word, you will see that your purpose is immeasurable. Don't you dare let any person put a limit on your purpose. Amen? Wake up. I said that out of context. Listen, you will never reach your purpose, your dreams, or your destiny if you choose to stay disconnected from Christian community. Wake up. You'll never reach your purpose, your dreams, your destiny if you never or seldom serve alongside other believers. They say you ain't going to heaven, but you're going there alone, and that's a real bummer. When Kim and I were greeting directors, our first assignment, you know, we needed friendly people on our team to welcome people, to welcome guests. How many think having friendly people on your greeting team is pretty important, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we had some crabby pants, you know, on the team, and, you know, we put them in multimedia. we we'll sit in a booth somewhere, right, you know what I'm saying? Jake's going to kill me. All right. When Kim and I were junior high directors, uh, we needed a team of people to help us impact students. When Kim and I were youth pastors, there's one thing we had as a youth pastor. It it was, we had an incredible team of people who led and inspired young people. We killed it. That team was incredible. Almost always, and I, I mean this, when the district, the state, needed a team to do something incredible, they were calling us because we were an incredible team. Um, When Kim and I planted Rock Church, we had hardworking, supportive people behind our dream. It was unreal. I mean, yesterday was incredible. I don't want to compare, but I'm going to tell you right now, when we were starting Rock Church, we had some hardworking, supportive people behind our dream. When we built phase one and phase two, we had people serving and giving to help fulfill this vision. If any idea, the serving that went on so this addition could get done in March of of 17, the giving that took place so that you can sit in a $42 chair, someone say hallelujah, right? (laughs) Unbelievable. When, it, when Kim and I plant or multi-site another campus, we will need people on mission. You have to have to have to serve, and be in community with people to reach your spiritual potential and your spiritual purpose. Again, being disconnected from people is a for sure way to miss out on your spiritual purpose. Let me tell you my purpose. How many want to hear your pastor's purpose? I got a purpose. Other than drinking black coffee and being first in line at the buffet, I have another purpose. (laughs) My purpose in life is to plant and lead a church that is perfect. Flawless. That's my purpose in life. How many know if that were true, only you and Jesus could be here. I'm saying, it'd be really, it'd be empty, right? My purpose in life is to plant and lead a church that doesn't play church, but is a church with purpose and passion. Hey, Pastor Angela, what's your purpose? I don't wanna lead a church that plays church. God didn't call me to do that. He called me to lead a church, okay, come on now, with purpose and passion on a mission, on a mission from God. You know what I'm saying? Now, are there other things that are involved? You better believe it. But if I could sum up what God's called me to do is to plant and lead a church with purpose and passion. Now, if you don't wanna be a part of a church with purpose and passion, Okay, how many know the Episcopals will take you down the street? Just saying, all right? Just kidding. My purpose in life is to lead a church that plants and or multisides other churches in other cities. And I need people, I need you to help me fulfill my purpose. Are you catching on a little bit? Here's the point of all this. The purpose God has for you, you can't do alone. And the purpose God has for me, I cannot do alone. I need a community of people. I need some cycles for Jesus. Are you with me? And so do you. You need people to be able to fulfill your purpose. You can't fulfill your purpose in life on your own. You need to connect with people to work out your purpose. You need to connect with people to accomplish your purpose. Let me make this clear. You are not too young or too old to have value and purpose. I need a louder amen than that. Because some of you punched out about 11 years ago, you know? Some of you haven't punched in yet. That's not in the notes. You're not too young or too old to have value or purpose, guys. Talk about your young people first. Raise your hand if that's you. Raise your hand if you wish that was you. Listen, if you're young, I'll let you determine that. You have purpose right now. I said, right now. And you need to be hanging with people more mature and or more experienced in the faith than you are, if you want to accomplish your purpose, Right? You gotta hang with people who will help pull you, inspire you, stretch you to your God-given purpose. If you wanna fulfill your purpose, if you really don't care if you fulfill your God-given purpose, then you know, keep hanging around Billy Bob. Because he surely is pulling you away from your purpose, just saying. Find some psychos who are more mature and more experienced in the faith and start hanging around them. I mean, this isn't rocket scientist stuff, right? right? Now let me talk about you old people just for a little bit. Both of you. <laughs> if you're in your 50s, your 60s. I mean, you 70s know, right around the corner, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're in your 80s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whether you know it or not, you are in the prime years of your purpose. I believe that. It is a, you might not have the energy that you had 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I get all that, but you will never have the experience and the maturity that you have right now 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Got way more purpose now than you've ever had. What a misconception it is in the church to think I'm in my fifties and I'm just gonna go retire. No, you never retire from discipleship. We talked about that last week. You have purpose, you have value. Well, young people don't want to hear what I have to say. Well, when you were young, you didn't want to hear what they had to say either. (laughs) Ain't nothing new under the sun. Find some young people to pull your life into. Share what God has done in you and through you. You've been through seasons of life, lots of seasons, you old. Thinking like moldy cheese, I'm saying, I don't care. You're old, so what? Mold makes penicillin, I think. <laughs> Threw that out there. <laughs> Steve, don't use that next week, all right? I'm going to stick to the notes. To the notes. <laughs> Guys, it's a misconception. It is a lie. i about got a stronghold over, over, over the generations. Older, I mean, I'm, really, it's, it's a stronghold over a lot of older people. It is a lie. That's what a stronghold is. It's more than that, but it's a strong lie. It's a lie to think that you, gotta, you got nothing to offer spiritually. What a lie that is. You are privileged to be alive. Come on now. So live with purpose. I said, you are privileged to be alive. You didn't earn it, and you sure don't deserve it. And neither do I. It is a privilege to still, still have breath in my lungs. Are you with me? What a privilege it is. Whew. All right. The truth is this. Your purpose is really God's purpose. I don't know who you think you are. But when you wake up, listen, when you wake up and get connected to this truth, you'll start experiencing God's purpose. And the perspectives are night and day. Really? You think you're all that in a bag of chips? My advice to you would be put the chips down and go to Planet Fitness. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just being real. It is a, it, it, wh- listen, if, if you're a Christian and you think it's about your purpose, major misconception, it's God's purpose in you and through you. I'll use the phrase your purpose. I'll do that to get your attention. But it's really God's Purpose that He wants to flush in you and through you, and when you begin to walk in that, you become a healthier, more mature believer. If you still think it's about your purpose, you're a hot mess. It is God's purpose, and there's a huge difference. A couple of quick scriptures, and we'll get you out of here. That's not true. Um, <laughs> Proverbs nineteen twenty one: um, Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is whose purpose? The Lord's purpose that prevails. Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Whose good purpose? His good purpose. Classic scripture, Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, come on now, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to what? His purpose. Man, we talk about a wake-up call for the church, but bragging and boasting about your purpose and start bragging and boasting about his purpose in you and through you. Now, I wanna clear something up from last week that I thought I communicated very poorly. I mean, know every now and then I communicate things poorly. Thank you for that. I thought for sure I was going to get like 75 amens. Um, But it's about podcast and books. I want to clear this up because I don't think I got the point across real well. I am not anti-podcast and I'm sure not anti-books. Go into my office and you'll see that I love to read, right? I do both, right? It's just that this, I don't want you to miss this. But my point was this, that I I felt like I communicated poorly. Joyce... Stephen, Mike, and Bob don't know your life potential or purpose. That's my point. Listen, people in your life who know you, know your life, and maybe even your purpose. My point is this. The reason why you need people in your life is because they know you, right? And they know your potential, generally speaking. They know your purpose, and they know your problems, and they know you are a big problem, all right? <laughs> Joyce don't know you, other than two people in here probably met Joyce, you know what I'm saying? Stephen don't know, Bob Duco don't know you. He can speak some general things into your life, but it's the people you serve with and are in community with that help, can help you the most to get on with life. All right, that's my point. And you can hide reading books and listening to podcasts because those people don't know you. But we know you and we see you. And we know your strengths and your weaknesses and God wants to use the people in your life to come on now, speak into your life. And it's the people you serve with and are in community with who know your problems best, your potential best, your purpose best, and your pain best. That's my final point in this little series. Number five, wake up to your pain. Some of you are like, Pastor, you have no idea how hard it was to get out of bed today. We're not talking about necessarily that kind of pain. Although if that's for you, receive it. First Peter chapter 2, we'll get there in a minute. Go to Romans 14 as well. Listen, way too many believers are no longer connected. They're no longer connected with people because people cause a lot of pain. They just do. I don't think there's any other contributing factor to your pain and my pain other than people. Again, I'm generalizing. I want you to listen to the apostle Peter, if he knew anything about pain, it'd be him. Talk about a problem person, When you talk about someone who grew up and experienced his potential and purpose, it's Pete. And listen to what he says, chapter 2, verse 19. He says, for it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they're, they're conscious of God. Now, there's a lot there to unpack, but My paraphrase, my summary is, we gotta wake up or we will miss God's purpose in the pain. We gotta wake up or we will miss God's purpose in the pain. Let me tell you something about God. He doesn't waste anything. Doesn't mean he's the author of all your pain, but he's not going to waste any pain. We read earlier that God works for the good for all those who love him, right? And are called according to his purpose. What the enemy tried to use for bad, God can use for good. To some degree, the apostle Peter's trying to get across, don't miss God's purpose in the pain. Now, I've shared this story numerous times. So if you want to take about a two-minute break, nap, go for it. Um, In eighth grade, football, I was having the game of my life. You're looking at the star of the team on that day, right? I was all over the field making tackles like a madman. Towards the end of the game, um, this gigantic quarterback was coming around the end, and I tended to tackle with my head. I mean, you can't do that anymore. But back then, that's what you did, just lay with your helmet. And I put my, my helmet right into this guy's rib cage and we both went as far as the east as from the west, right? And I laid on that field for about 10 minutes, uh, almost, almost unconscious, okay? Uh, they call it getting your bell rung. If you're a football player, you're talking about getting my bell rung. Basically, what I had for the next three to four days was a concussion. Now, understand, this was way before concussion protocol. You know what I'm saying? They just left you right in the game. Get over it, you sissy. You know what I'm saying? Today, they gave you like four weeks off, all right? (laughs) You know? A year later, we're playing that exact team. And a similar play has happened. This is early in the game. A similar play develops. This dude, the same quarterback, is coming around the end, and I'm playing safety, which is the last level of defense. So if I don't make this tackle, this guy's going to get a touchdown. And I see this guy coming around the end. And I'm getting ready to spear him, knock him as far as the east is from the west, and I got a painful flashback. And I pretended like this blade of grass tripped me, and I fell on the football field and I let this guy run about 60 yards for a touchdown. And oh, by the way, it was like right in front of my coach. He was like standing right here on the sideline. yo get out of the game. Painful memory. Now, I've shared that story numerous times. And God has used that physical painful flashback as a way to inspire and stretch me to help others to believe that 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 to believe that that he wants to get you back in the game you're going to get hurt it's called christianity and most of your hurt is going to come from people and i've seen one too many people just go you know what some excuse to stop serving to stop being involved in in in, in in community and understand what happens or not. this might sound harsh, but you got to see the reality of this. Now that local church can't reach their potential and or their purpose because you and I aren't dealing with our pain, Now, I didn't say that's easy. Sometimes it takes a month, sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes you got to wrestle through it for a while but eventually friends how many know as believers we got to get up and get back in the game amen it's just do um, you got to wake up and admit your pain is hindering your purpose and that's a big problem it's a big problem it's hard to admit that i have been there done that it's not fun I've done the hurting and I've had the hurt done to me. It ain't fun. But I'm telling you, when you wake up, okay, and you get to the point where you can admit that the pain is hindering your potential, the pain is hindering your purpose, you got to understand that that is a big problem and it needs to be dealt with. Amen? It's not time to pull back from your God-given purpose. It's just not. Some of you have done that. I've been there, I've been in those seasons. It's not time to pull back from your God-given purpose. Let me tell you why, because God has called you to his purpose, purpose for such a time as this, right? Our times are wicked, they're deceptive, and they're extremely painful, and you ready for this? God wants you on his team. I almost said he needs you. I don't know if he does, but he definitely wants you. Christ's church and our wounded world needs you. The kingdom of God right now wants you and needs you. And our world needs you. It's time to wake up and walk with the spirit in your purpose. That's what time it is. There's a time right now. It's It's not a time to pull back. What's going on in the world today and in our churches today, I'm here to tell you, it is not time to pull back. People are falling for all kinds of deception. They're connecting to things that are so unbiblical, okay? And they're getting scarred and wounded and their heritage is connecting to that. Are you hearing me? It's just not a time to pull back. Now, I I, I wish I had more time to unpack pack the healing process. I just don't in this kind of a message. But I'm here to tell you, part of your healing process is to serve others and be in community with others. It's not the only answer to your healing process, okay? But I'm here to tell you, being home alone ain't the way to get healed. Seeking the Lord, getting prayer, there's a lot of other dynamics. But I'm here to tell you, part of your healing process is to start serving again. Right? Is is, is to take that risk again to be in community with weird people. Someone say amen, right? Just do it. Wake up. Someone said it. Listen, your past, present, and future pain is trying to get you to stay disconnected. That's a word for somebody out there. Your past, present, And future pain, your fear in the future, is trying to get you to stay disconnected. Instead, get connected, get disciplined, get delivered, and get healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? All right. In a little bit, the altars are going to be open for you to get connected and or get healed. If you're like, that ain't me, praise the Lord, you know. I would encourage you to stand in the gap for somebody who is wounded and scarred, feels disconnected, whether they feel disconnected to Christ or to his family, his church. You may be out there going, man, I got this one down pat, preacher. Then we need you to stand in the gap, intercede, and pray for those who are disconnected. Amen? How many got one of these cards by your chair? I mean, you're sick of these cards. Just wake up and get connected. It's more than a QR code. I said it's more than a QR code. I'm gonna say it one more time. It's more than a QR code. If you look at it as a QR code, you're missing it. It's, it's a step to get connected or reconnected. Amen? It's, what it it's a step. We're not going to have you bring it up to the altar. We're not going to spit on it, lay hands on it, nothing like that today. But I will encourage you to take this home, put it on your refrigerator. We hang out a lot, just saying. Put that baby right on the refrigerator because every time you see it, hopefully the Lord will inspire you to connect and or get reconnected. Amen? Let me share my heart real quick. I kind of said it already, but... This mini-series is for those who are newer to Rock Church so they know how to get connected to our family, to our army. In this little mini-series, my heart is, is for those who are feeling like they need to reconnect to our family. That's what this is primarily about. You need to understand that in large churches, it becomes easy and it becomes acceptable to become spectators instead of servants, consumers instead of a community. In large churches, it becomes easy and acceptable. Now, if you're relatively new here and you're like, preacher, you have no idea what I've been through, give me a breather, I wanna use this as an oasis. If you're in that season, praise the Lord, amen? There's no pressure, that's where you're at, kind of a thing, there's no pressure Either way, it's just an encouragement and a challenge that don't be a spectator, but be a servant. Don't be a consumer. Get connected to community. Would you stand, please? All right. I'll share one more perspective from my heart. I refuse to be a large church where the people come only for the Sunday show just not going to do that. Every now and then you need to slow down a little bit and pastor the flock. Amen. Amen? Shepherd the sheep, right? And I refuse to become a large church where the people come for the Sunday show. That's happening all across our world and it's not healthy. I said it's not healthy. It's more than a Sunday experience, amen? The church isn't just a place to go, the church is a people to belong to. Isn't that true? Thank you. I came up with that. Appreciate that, Pastor Steve. Anybody out there I'll be honest enough to say with a raised hand I'm not connected to Christ and I need to get connected to Christ. Anybody? We're not going to prolong this too long. But you long to belong. You're belonging to this world, but you've really never humbled yourself and said, Jesus, I want to belong to you. You're not really connected to Christ. Anybody? Praise God. There's a hand there. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. Anybody else? Now, I'm blind, so I might not see you. I don't like going out in the commons after service and say, Pastor, you missed three hands. So if you see a hand and I don't, feel free to interrupt me, all right? Anybody not connected to Christ and you know you want to. Okay, there's a lady in in, in the yellow here. We're not going to embarrass you. But if I get the prayer team to maybe go encourage her, we're going to pray her into the kingdom, amen? amen? All right? We're not going to do anything weird. We're all going to pray a prayer, right, that connects us to God through the Son. We get connected to the Father through God the Son. Amen? Amen. And that's all we're going to do right now. But I need everybody to belt it out from, from, from your heart. because The Bible talks about confessing Christ as Lord. And that's what we're going to ask you to do. And if there's others out there, we're just asking you to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Why do we do it publicly? Because as you'll find out in a couple weeks, Jesus died publicly, right? So that's why we do it publicly. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, need you in my life. I need you in my life. I ask you, God, I ask you to, save my soul, to save my soul, to forgive me of all my sins. Me of all my sins. Right now, Jesus, I belong, I belong to you. I'm tired, Lord, I'm tired, Lord. of trying to belong tired, to this old, world. this old world. And right now, and right now I, admit, I admit I need the cross, need cross to connect me, to, connect me to, God to God the Father. Forgive me of my sins my and thank you, freedom, thank you for your freedom and thank you for your forgiveness. You for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shouted. Amen. I mean, all, right. all right. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Whew. Listen to Romans 14.8. And then we're going to bust into some worship. Apostle Paul. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or or die, we belong to the Lord, isn't powerful? Love it, so here, Paul says we belong to the Lord, earlier in Romans, I read it, I know you remember, you paid attention, we read where Paul said, we belong to the body, we belong to the church, we belong to one another, isn't that powerful? So here, we belong to the Lord, Earlier, Romans 12, come on now, we belong to the body, we belong to the the family of God. My final thought is simply this. If we belong to Jesus and his church, we might as well help build his church, amen, amen? This altar's open if you feel disconnected, if you wanna get reconnected, or if you wanna stand in the gap for someone who's disconnected, and or needs to get reconnected. That concludes this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all things Rock Church, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as Rock Church M I.